Welcome to Sundays on the East End. This is Bridget Leroy. And this is Alex Sokolow. And you're listening to us on 88.3 WLIWFM. And we are at the end of our summer fundraiser. Happy Labor Day weekend, happy, everybody. Happy. Hope everybody's having a joyful Labor Day. Yes, because uh, that's what labor's all about, for us women at least. I'm yes, kidding. I don't think that Labor Day was uh, dedicated to women uh, <laughs> having birth, though. It should be. Every day should be a holiday well, for bring that. Bring it back. But, bring me back. Bring me back to where we're at. I think it has to do with the workers yes. uniting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the point is that we are at the end of this summer fundraiser. Jeez, sock. If you're enjoying listening to 88.3 WLIW this weekend or, or during the week, if you listen to Gianna and Brian and Eddie and Meg and all the other people, Michael Mackey in the morning, now is the time to show your support. Yeah, because we're a listener-supported station. Yes, we are. Where you can stimulate your mind and Ooh. soothe your soul. <laughs> So please help us with a donation right now by calling us at 1-800-262-0717 or going online at wliwfm.org.now. No, no, dot now. Dot now? Dot now, but that's, I'm just reading. It's not dot now. So it's wliwfm.org. Please, Please uh, donate and keep NPR going. Yeah. Uh, because at this moment in time in our collective consciousness and history, uh, we need as many independent voices as possible so we can make intelligent decisions. Well, that sounds really good, but you know, I want to just do it for the swag because seriously, if you I do- forgot about right. the boat bag. Freaking boat bag! Let me tell you about the boat bag because it's the very. This is the inaugural piece of swag. For 88.3 WLIW, you know, it was a different different call letters before. If you donate $10 a month or 60 bucks, which is really not very much, you can get this. What is a boat bag? Well, it's kind of a tote bag on in the water. It's a boat <laughs> bag. It's, it's canvas. You can put all of your masks and disinfectants in it, or you can take it to the grocery store. Can I store. put my go- a goat you in it? You can take it to the beach. The only thing it does, you can put your goat in a it. A goat you can't, tote? You, you, green eggs and ham. You can put whatever you want in it. It, it does not come with a boat, but it is handsome. And it is functional. And it is the new inaugural swag for WLIW. So anyway, please make a donation. WLIWFM.org or WLIW.com slash radio. Or you can call 800-262-0717. There's so many ways to donate. I think we have a donate button on our page, too. Uh, I have a lot of buttons. Yeah, you do. Um, But anyway, so... It is the week. It is that that week. So, you know, we're going to get on to our guests now, but uh, well, not literally on to them. But this is really exciting because it's the first time we've done a, a broadcast where we're in the same room. You're right. Since with COVID. our guests since, since COVID, COVID started. We're, this actually, is... uh, we're still social distancing, but we're in the same collective space. Yeah, we are. And I'm just so grateful because we've got uh, Amy Zerner and Monty Farber, the enchanted world of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. And I, I want to paint a picture for our listeners that we're, we're sitting in Amy's incredible art studio. And I mean, of course, not wanting to leave Monty out here, but, you know, it's uh, Amy's artwork. Her, her tapestries are so they're mystical. They're spiritual. They are uh, elegant and, and just beautiful. And you know that uh, she also does like pred- not Pret-a-Porter, like art to wear um, that sells at Bergdorf Goodman and 
uh, and Monty, I remember Monty when he was in like musician. I think I went to see him at tracks like at like 1979 or something like that. I was probably too young to do that, but we used to do stuff like that. Remember, we'd go to like clubs and stuff. Yeah, right? absolutely. And uh, they've been together forever. They live in Springs. They they have this glorious house and studio, this enchanted world that they've created. And now, after however many books are going to come on and tell us, they have the Creativity Oracle, which is so useful during this time right yeah, now during yeah, the no, pandemic. Yeah, no, this is this is well. uh, one of their new projects. They're, it's I'm not going to say their new project because they're they're so industrious. Yeah. Um, but um, it's a box set uh, that does have some. Um, some creativity cards. Uh, Amy has done the art. Uh, it's her kind of mosaic art. Uh, if you're familiar with it, if not, you can go online, I believe, to amyzerner.com, right? I mean, that's, you're, oh, well, yeah. you're allowed to say hi. Hello. Hi, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and really see the beautiful pieces. Um, and, and then there's also guides to creativity, guides to, um, uh, I guess enchantment, right? It's well, there's the, the enchanted tarot. The enchanted tarot. They have, they have so many things, and I want to bring them on, but maybe we should take a quick break. Well, before we take a break, though, okay. Uh, I I also would like to just uh, Bridget ask you, like, uh, how has your summer? I know that Labor Day is not really the end of summer, because <laughs> uh, which this is we're in this amorphous time. Right. But how has your summer been bookended? If you can remember to Memorial Day. Like, like I can remember, such like, a good question, you know, now, now we're kind of coming towards the end of this, uh, yeah. in theory cycle. Thank you for asking me that. I really appreciate you asking me that question. Um, because it started and has ended with spirituality. So it feels really, uh, good to have Amy and Monty on as our guests. And by that, I mean, not the spirituality, like God or anything like that, but just, you know, the, the connection with nature, the feeling of being grounded, the feeling of being uh, part of something greater well, than just I was, myself. I was about to say, so spirituality, as I define it, is when you look outside of your being for a solution and one arrives. It's a spiritual act because you're, you're leaving your, your, yourself and hoping that something that you don't control gives you something back. That's not, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and that is, I guess, a form of spirituality. That's not how I see it. I see it that the answer already lies within, and it's up to me to connect with whatever chord in the universe is going to help me rise to my highest self. All right. It's not like um, I'm going to walk outside and there's going to be a Lamborghini for P.S. I don't really want one. I know you were thinking of getting me one for my birthday, but I don't want a Lamborghini. I can't but even spell Lamborghini. So <laughs> but no, but that's what it, it kind of means to me. And I'll, I'll give you an example just really, really quickly. I had to have some dental work done this week. And it's well, the first time. Well, in that time. case, your, the answer would lie within yourself. Well, yes. Okay. So it does. You're very funny. I know. He's a comedian. What can you say? But just really quickly, I mean, I had dental work done this week because I had a cleaning and stuff. And I was nervous because I haven't, you know, COVID and all that crap. And uh, I called on my spirit animals. And, and I just want to let you know, I don't live on the East End. I live in Mariches, you know, and I'm just saying that because there's lots of busy roads. So and your spirit not, animal isn't like a Shetland pony. Well, hold on, hold on. Or like a poodle. <laughs> no. Or a my, right, No, my spirit animal is an elk, and which has okay. come to me many, many times. And I was, and, and the, the dentist was getting close to my mouth. And I said, um, 
you know, I'm not alone. I have Jaguar with me. I have Hummingbird with me and Elk is with me. And I turned my head and I looked out of the window and across the highway, there was a huge buck standing there. And I took pictures just Chills. so people believe me, like a five point stag That's awesome. standing, just standing on the other side. So what would you call that? I mean, I would call that, oh, yeah, I can I don't have to be alone. I can call on these other forces whatever they are for you they don't have to be like spirit animals that were allies avatars you know ancestors they can be whatever sock how was your summer my summer was great (laughs) i started off like sequestered away from the world and then i sold my house and so now i'm like uh just out in the world you're indigent i am call it like it is free flowing i'm free flowing (laughs) Um, uh, f- and uh, I so yeah, l- uh, Memorial Day started where uh, my kids and my mom and and uh, my dog were all hunkered down uh, in, with you in, in yeah in, in the same place and and now uh, everybody is scattered but are are finding their next lily pad to lie lie on or stand on and uh, you know I can't say I'm excited for the fall. There's so many things in the world that that give me pause, but uh, I am definitely appreciative. Uh, that we've gotten to this place and are now having some reckonings. And so that's where I am this Labor Day. Well, that sounds like a good place to take a little break. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. Coming to you on WLIW 88.3 FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Please uh, consider donating now. We are listener-supported public radio, and we will be right back after this. We're back, Sundays on the East End, Bridget Leroy. And I am Alex Sokolow still. Yeah, always, still, now and forever. Uh, and uh, forever. L- let's I'm... bring on Amy Zerner and Monty Farber, my, my wonderful dear friends and incredible artists. How are you guys doing? Hi. We're good. It's so nice to be here. Nice to see you guys well, in well, person. Well, as we're at your, in your house, I'm, I'm, it is nice to be here. <laughs> well, it's very nice to be in my own house. That's a... <laughs> nice to be here you in got my, my shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. And so tell us a little bit about this. Um, tell us about your journey a little bit, first of all, because you guys have done really the impossible almost, which is you've made a career, first of all, doing what you love. Yes. And second of all, really making a name for yourself in the world of kind of spiritual art and books and, and self-help. If, if you can, I don't, whatever you guys want to call it well, after you. When Amy and I, I met back in 1974, and when dinosaurs rule the earth, <laughs> um, I was astounded by her art. And her art is really the basis for everything that we do. Um, and when people asked me to come up with some kind of an astrological invention back in the 80s so that they could have as much fun without me being there at a, like a, at the Hamptons parties where I would do <laughs> astrology for everybody, we wanted to do something that would combine art and words. And so I came up with something called Karma Cards. And that came out in 1988, the same year that Nancy Reagan was found to have been into astrology. And oh. Penguin Books really got behind Karma Cards. And the first printing went to 50,000. Wow. And it's been in print ever since. She was only, she was only like the first lady of California then, right? Um, no, I think she was the, she was the first she, she was lady. The first lady. In- because it was discovered oh, that she was, oh. yeah, that she was using a, an astrologer, and and Reagan was the first president to break the curse, you know, the zero year curse. And, right, right, not get they assassinated really listened or whatever. To their astrologer. Yeah, they, we met her once. Her, she astrolog- wasn't our kind of astrologer. But no, but she was good. They really took planes yeah, when she, she said she they a signed. Down astrologer? She was a trickle. Yes, she, 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 from the Laffer curve. She is <laughs> the laugh in curve. Well, that's 
that's what I also love is that you guys have fun and, and you even yes. will poke fun, you know, at, at yourselves. Cause we, we met a, a professor from Vienna who was in his 80s. He was the grandson of the Kaiser of Germany. And he said, if, it's, if you can't laugh, it's not sacred. Uh, and oh, that's funny because the Germans are not known for their sense of humor. One hundred percent true. <laughs> but he he was absolutely right, and we we apply that to everything. If you can't, because we've met a lot of people from the New Age. We used to do these cruises, and some of them you shouldn't know from it. Yeah. As, as they say. <laughs> Speaking minute, of German, yeah. the cruises. Tell me again about. I mean, I know it's going way back, and we've got a lot to cover. But the idea well, that you guys did yeah. these cruises wasn't that something that they had. The, they were so much fun. They were organized. There was a magazine at the time called New Age Journal, and they got about 750 attendees of all kinds, and we would laugh the whole week because it was so entertaining. There were psychics and healers, and everywhere you turned, somebody was doing a healing on you or reading <laughs> your past you life. Want one, right? Right? <laughs> right, even <laughs> if you didn't want one. Right? And, so and, it was exhausting. And then we, we met a lot of the... Fellow luminaries of the new age. Ooh, that's <laughs> and, awesome. And some of them, you know, it's like when you hear their name, you grab your wallet and and you're behind because you you know that these people are so full of well, it. They would, be, right. they would be all peace and love on stage, and then as soon as they got off, it was like stay away from. Well, them. I would imagine the real tell on like a cruise like that would be like on the buffet line, because yeah. you know people were like, like elbowing, cutting. You know, you know that they're probably not in tune with the universe. Well, after and if they throw you down on the ground to get to the cake then you know that there's something wrong can with I just, it can i just say in this time of coronavirus r.i.p <laughs> buffets because my husband's going to be so sad i just heard something on npr because we're on the npr station about how buffets will probably never make a comeback and i was like eric is going to be so sad well, he's Wait an aquarius maybe it's an aquarius they love buffets do you do. Alex? Uh, you know what i i like the concept of, of buffets but i so i actually when i when i approach a buffet i i end up like having the same exact thing i have every other day in my life like it's a right. like the idea of <laughs> the freedom and the freedom of oh boy you know eggs benedict or oh you know look at all that that stack of bacon right and then i'm like no i'll just have a couple of like nuts and a little yogurt and call it a day well as an aquarius you know we we are the futuristic people so i just figured out how we can solve the buffet problem it'll look like the way they they have those bio labs where you have gloves and, a, and the whole thing will be <laughs> right. encased in plastic. You put it on a conveyor belt, take it to the end. Right, and they zap be, it with something. And yeah, they, done. I think <laughs> I, so buffets fun. are back. But no, but Alex, it, does, it does actually speak to, though, like what are the businesses that might not come back? And like I like ventriloquist dolls might not come back because – you know, everybody's wearing a mask now, and you don't know the good ones from the bad there ones. There goes my Saturday yeah. night. <laughs> like, you just don't know. Especially good if night, the puppet Andy. has a mask on. <laughs> Look, let's get back to talking with Amy Stern and Monty Farber about okay. them and their stuff instead of our weird I want to talk about the Enchanted Tarot. I actually want to talk about the stars because um, I, I have been doing deep dives at different times in my life about trying to understand more of the universe and how the universe works and, and what are the real powers and what are our limitations as humans uh, in understanding them. And um, I'm always struck by anybody that can make sense of uh, astrology and make sense of the, the, the universe. Tell me how you guys, uh, what your philosophy and what your, your process is and, and how you make sense of something that seems so vast. Well, I started studying at uh, a teacher of mine at art school at Pratt, um, did my chart. He was my painting teacher, and it turned out his wife taught astrology. I didn't believe it till he did my chart, and it's really a language of psychology. And it was so intriguing to me, I started studying 
way back then, and it's really a lifelong study, an observation of people. It's a science of observation. Um, the simplest first thing maybe that you learn about astrology is how the moon affects us, affects the tides, and since we're made of water, it affects our moods, and Monty always talks about his father, the policeman, would really always see a change in people during the full moon, and I think hospitals always have a greater influx of people during the full moon, but that's just you know one example. So it's really, since it is a science of observation, the more charts you do, you start studying people, and, and it's, it's attractive if you're interested in people, which I am. Well, many years ago, the Egyptian uh, astrologer Ptolemy. I hope yeah, that wasn't bad for the, mic, the microphone. PT. Yeah. yeah. PT. There's, yeah, there's a sucker astrology born every minute. Right. PT Barnum and PT Ptolemy. Um, he, he said the stars incline, they do not compel. And as Amy said, the, uh, the moon gives off these waves. Of course, you could always say that there's more light, so the crazies have more light to go out at night and be crazy. <laughs> Lunatics. Yeah, a lunatic. The word lunatic comes from luna, which is moon. But um, all the planets give off gravity. Like the planet Neptune was discovered because they saw perturbations, my favorite word, in, in the orbit <laughs> of Uranus. So that's how... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> my I'm other so favorite word in astrology. I think that's called, actually, technically the medical term is taint. <laughs> yes, that is true. So that is uh, that is how um, I think it, uh, Neptune right, was discovered. The, right? The, the, yeah, they the, they saw the, the so the planets affect each other. So that means they set out these subtle waves that have gravitational force on each other, and they are big. I mean, right? And that and that actually goes to, and I know we, in a previous conversation we had, uh, you know, Isaac Newton's whole uh, theories of gra universal gra gravity really had to do with the fact that everything is in a constant state of falling. And that things are being held up by gravity and by all the different pulls of gravity in the universe. It seems like it is truly incomprehensible to make sense of, but it works. I, I don't understand why it works, but I do know that it does work. And if you, it's as if, you know, astrology is not based on the moment of your birth. It's based on the moment of your first intake of breath. And it's like you intake a hologram of that moment. And then the planets keep moving and they make angles to where they were. And for some reason, whether it's an astrologer puts themselves in a state where they connect to the Akashic Record, which the quantum physics people call the, uh, you know, the, the totality of all that there is, um, so there's a connection that happens that you can somehow decode it. And, but it's really a like a clockwork, reach a clockwork. Like right now, the astrologers knew that in January 12th of 2020, there was going to be a paradigm shift. And a huge one because it's only happened. They've only gotten together in the sign of Capricorn five times in two thousand years. I remember you writing about this before it happened. Yeah, and, and the five I, I did line. not predict. I didn't say no. that there's going to be a COVID or you know world pandemic or but anything. You said there'd be a big intense change. And I said the only way to prepare for that is make your base secure, which is the first rule of warfare. But it sure as heck happened. The last time it happened was when Cortez destroyed the Mesoamerican civilization by bringing all the diseases mm -hmm. from Europe to, to and, and the Americas. And, and if you can extrapolate a little bit, so what was going on in the, in the, in the universe? What was going on in the stars? There's a, there's a mashup right now of the planet uh, Pluto, which takes 240 years to go around the solar system, and, and Saturn, which takes 30 years to go around the solar system. They've only gotten together five times in 2,000 years. And the time before Cortez, 
was Kublai Khan, the first non-Chinese to be the emperor of China, who said, guess what? All you Confucianists who've been Confucianists for a long time, today you're Buddhists. And if right. you're not Buddhists, we'll kill you. Right. So it's that kind of a major paradigm shift we knew was going to happen. Astro and astrologers have been warning against this. Um, you know, myself, uh, Theodore White, uh, William Stickovers. So, some astrologers, who are, they're a little more intense than I am and, and a little harder to take. But they've been saying it. Like, you got to give them credit. So we knew something was going to happen, and it happened. Right. Wow. So, I mean, there's incredible power in, uh, I, I don't, maybe power is the wrong word. Maybe it's almost like security in kind of knowing these things, what the really big thing. Well, well and, I, and I'll go back to Isaac Newton a little bit. And, yeah, for and, sure. He was really, an astrologer. You know, and, 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 and Copernicus and Galileo and uh, all the men uh, and scientists, or they were uh, uh, natural philosophers, I think they were called at that time, is that what they were really applying and creating, um, and got to get shout out to Gottfried Leibniz because he gets yeah, lost he did. in this thing. <laughs> yeah, but he uh, did calculus, calculus with, right. with, with, with Newton. Newton. With they Newton. both they 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 both kind of came upon calculus at the same time. But it was the, it was the creation of a math that could explain the universe that yes. helped create order in the universe and our understanding of the okay, universe. Can, can, I, can I just say something though? Isaac Newton also once took like the equivalent of a knitting needle and stuck it behind his eyeball and, and what? Was he was studying optics. Just to see what would happen. Yeah, and, and he also died a virgin at 84. I know, so. so. Yeah. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was also an astrologer yeah. and he said to Haley, when Haley questioned his belief in astrology, he said, sir, I have studied these things and you have not. We love to use that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen this is such an amazing conversation we really want to get to your creativity oracle amy we want to talk about your upcoming goddesses show with audrey flack and all of the other things that people can do right now to that you guys can recommend to help them feel grounded like we started this conversation saying i started the summer feeling grounded then a bunch of stuff happened and now i'm feeling grounded again and uh you're listening to sundays on the east end with bridget Leroy and alex Sokolow. and our guests amy zerner and monty farber we're on wliw 88.3 fm long island's only npr station you can also listen online at wliw.org slash radio and please consider making a donation we'll be right Could back you get a boat bag we're back sundays on the east end with bridget Leroy and alex Sokolow. and uh, we're talking with amy zerner and monty farber we really want to get to talk to you about your uh First of all, the Enchanted Tarot went into like a, a 25th anniversary printing a couple of years ago, or what yeah, was it? Yeah, so it's 27 years. <laughs> That's amazing. And, yeah. and, and, and let's talk about this. And so uh, why did you guys write this book, and why has it lasted so long? The Enchanted Tarot you're yeah. talking about. The reason it was is because when we learned things, the books were impenetrable, and they were coming from the Dark Ages. You know, a lot of people had done these books and they a lot of tarot people get off on it being spooky and impenetrable and we oh, wanted to make it available like, yes. or in babylon it meant this and in egypt it meant that and right. then by the time your head's spinning so we wanted to modernize it and make it a little more feminist a little more balanced that way and, and less horrible and scary and artists like salvatore dolly have done their own tarot deck and amy did 78 three foot by two foot tapestries that took two years to do it's, wow. it's a masterpiece have you sold all of those no i kept <clears throat> i kept the major arcana as a set hoping oh, maybe, maybe it'll go into a museum someday if not we'll have to make the museum that's our but i, I saw it was your, was your you know you you your art spans so many different um forms was tapestry when did tapestry that, come? That was the origin mm -hmm. um, when I went into the closet with scissors and started cutting up clothes. <laughs> yeah. 
But I ne- when I was little, I always needed like a bunch of crayons, a bunch of magic markers. You know, I always sort of needed the mix of materials. And um, when I found this collage, collaging with fabrics and... It was so- because of Tony Walton. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. When I was... Tony helped you on your way. I must Tony's have my been stepfather, like, by yeah. the way, because Amy and I have known each other since I was Yes, we worked in a little old. boutique, my friend Amy and I Pang- in East Pangorn, Frank Pangorn, Pangorn's right? Palace. Pangorn's Palace on Pantago Road. Tony, Tony walked in with Jen and um, ended up, you know, designing props for Broadway for Uncle Vanya. And oh, yeah, yeah for, for Chicago, he said, we need a bedspread that looks Art Deco, but it's sparkly. And so it really did. did. Wait, is that, was that, was that what Lola wanted? Yes. Yes, and that's, that's what Cheetah that's Rivera from, uh, dan- yeah. danced that's on. Gwen Verdon, yeah, but that was from uh, Damn Yankees. That wasn't from Chicago? No. Oh, well, no. there you go. Prove once but Lola again, wanted it all. But once again, I am a heterosexual. <laughs> it was Gwen Verdon. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Gwen Verdon danced on it, and, yeah. and Cheetah Rivera danced on it. And yeah. Well, so Amy I had to make it really strong for them to dance on it. Right. But it kind of he knew I did batik, and it kind of propelled me into this new art form. Oh, that's, that's so true. lovely. Oh, I, yeah, you know for I, sure. I, I probably knew that, and it just kind of escaped yes. my mind. If I mention well, it to him, he kind of <laughs> poo-poos it when I mention it to him. I guess he's so modest, he doesn't want to know he had such a big influence. And when you start a project like that, though... Um, Amy is fearless with that. Yeah, she doesn't like, even like, she doesn't have uh, blank spaces. She doesn't have writer's block or anything like that. She just does it. But that but that project, I mean, it took years. Yes. And and I would imagine in tapestry, it's years of of the minutia. Yes. What is that well, like? Well, that's what I love. Well, it's a journey. I I don't like to plan too much ahead of time. I really immerse myself in in the tarot, and I did all the sword suits first in the tarot. The swords are the most challenging. Um, cards because they represent frustration and disappointment and a lot of hard stuff maybe things that we don't <laughs> want to think about but it was uh, it was life-changing for me because all of life is in in the deck so to do the whole 78 it, it changed me as a person and mm-hmm. and all kinds of magic happened like what uh, what Bridget was saying about the stag being outside the dentist yes mm-hmm. Amy found 22 antique Victorian lace collars that she used as an overarching arc. Yeah, the arc. For and the, she painted each one differently for each of the 22 wow. ca- uh, cards of the Major Arcana as a unifying shape. Oh, and so, amazing. And yeah. so would you, would you guys say that, and, and Bridget, like I know that we were talking about this, that it's really about just opening up your mind and yes. it's amazing what yes. you find. Yes. Yes, and well, stepping aside and, like, I mean, really channeling when you're writing or when you're creating art because... There's so much that we can allow to come through us, all the answers and images, and you kind of tap into a universal well of of information. Well, and, can, and that's the feeling. It's an adventure, really. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah, I, but, can I? I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to say that the conversation that we had in the last segment where we were just being our creative selves in the moment, that's the same thing that gets applied by any artist and that could be a business artist radio artist whatever we think of everyone as artists which is why we did the creativity oracle because which is what i want to get to because it sounds like i mean you guys planned this way before obviously covid and and you know i had a chance uh, to interview a lot of people during this pandemic and and a lot of the creatives are actually kind of okay because they tend yes. to well, isolate what we do and anyway. create. Yeah, yes. exactly. But as you say, everyone is a creative, really. 100%. Everyone uses their creativity for whatever it is they yeah. do. And, 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 I, and I'm not being insouciant when I say this, but I think there's a big difference between creativity and talent. And that, and that talent is creativity that succeeds over time, but everybody is creative. And I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people make in modern 
culture is to think that somehow their creativity has to be monetized for it to have worth. Yes. Um, and that, in a way, talent, very true. if you will, um, allows the monetization over time. Well, well there's that book that's called Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. Mm. I, th I think there's a lot of truth in That's that. That's been I, true for us. Well, and you know, it might be a good time, though, to mention that if you love this show... <laughs> Send us some money. Bring no, it you, love, you, you, love, you love hawking things. That's well, what I know. I, I like, just know that I want a boat bag, and if you want a boat bag, a good to way put to... put money in. Well, also just support, you know, to support yeah. local... This is a local station. It is based in Southampton, and it does local news. It uh, it, it employs local people, and you know, and we need radio right now. And, and, I, and I, I would also say, and I know this is, is blowing the trumpet for NPR, but um, I, I think by and large, in a very politicized time, it's comforting for me when I tune into NPR to know that I am just listening to people and not to mandates. Yes. Well, because everybody is always saying, well, you know, you can vote. There's different ways to vote, and sending in money to things that you support is a way of voting. Well, that actually Thank also you. speaks to the, how change might actually be occurring. And, and in our country, where, where money is a religion of sorts, oh, um, I think boycotting is really where you're going to see a lot of change. Of and boycotting. There's also the opposite. Right, where you where buy things you don't. Buy things that you don't necessarily need, That's but you what I support do. them. But let me tell you, I've been doing that for years. Right? <laughs> that's why TJ Maxx, that's the Don't tell my husband. <laughs> God. I mean, please tell us about the Creativity Oracle. Well, so. the Creativity Oracle uh, is not metaphysical. It's not um, tarot cards. What it is, it's sort of a, a, a 80 cards, each one featuring a detail for one of Amy's extraordinary tapestries. And 80 different things to keep in mind as anyone creates anything. And what it means is you can be a creative parent, which you are. You can be a creative anything we one of the reasons we get along so well with the people that we publish with and they keep coming back to us and want more stuff is because nowadays you only want to work with people you like right and and <laughs> no well, it's true because life is short right so we think of every business person we work with as an artist it's not like and, and getting back to money and donating which is very important and don't forget to donate um the art got detached from money because it, if it was thought that if you were a real artist you wouldn't be thinking of money right the starving artist right there's nothing yeah. wrong with making a living right dear <laughs> no. well, it's always been my intention because i like to be i like to do what i love and be supported that way and and your mother been, was a yes. commercial artist yeah jesse jesse spicer yeah so i, I we kind of put everything we know about Right, but but it, it goes. It, I don't mean to go cut ahead. you off, but it does go to though, and this, and I think this is a thing that all artists uh, grapple with their whole lives, is if you do something for money, versus if you do something for art. Uh, if you do something for art and can monetize it, there's, there tends to be a wholesomeness attached to it. If you do something for money, yes. even if it's successful, there's a certain whorishness attached to it. And I think for at least you know in my experience, uh, you know, and as a screenwriter. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a flatbacker, you know, I'm like literally lying on my back making money in Hollywood, right? And so, like, that's, it's, it, I, I, you know, and... That's what they call it, royalties, because you exactly. live like a king. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, like, when, 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 my, when, when my agent at the time called up about uh, Garfield, the movie, he said, Garfield, don't say no. 
because I was like, I don't want to do those things. Except and yet like I, and then I'm like, yeah, but I've got kids and I got a mortgage and well, I got whatever. That's what you do yeah, that's, also. And that's what Alec and I obviously have been friends forever. I remember you saying, you calling, no, it was Evan Almighty. You called it college don't pay for itself. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm it. sure you found a way to make it creative and make it authentic well, to you. Well, what I actually find in my game is the first draft is mine and everything else belongs to somebody else. And so the first draft, I do that, and then we'll see what gets to stay. Yes. Well, we well, have a lot of respect for our audience, so we want to give them what we think they need. And I'm sure you were trying to give people what you thought they needed, whether that was amusement, entertainment, uh, you know, like uh, vitamin pills and applesauce where you put a little bit of uh, philosophy in there. No, actually, in Garfield's case, it's lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> 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 but listen, let's talk more about this creativity oracle because, as you say, like it's for everybody. It's, yeah, it's, it's for kind everybody. Of, is it like affirmation cards? Well, the way well, an oracle, sort of. yes, the way an oracle works is you you think of a question, you shuffle the cards, and the card that you pull is the one that you need to hear in that moment. It's kind of like when you saw the stag. It's the message that comes to you that you need to hear. So right. it's very simple to use. The book ex explains everything and has... Um, yeah, it's a full-color book. Deeper meanings about everything. It's really all the steps involved in the creative process, whether it's time to push, time to hold back, time, time to... to you know. Throw it all in the garbage and start <laughs> this again. Is, this there's is a it? card yeah. for that. It's, it's the like cards. that commercial for the... There's, a, there's, a, there's an app for that. Right, mm -hmm. but, yeah, but, right. but that, that actually is another thing about creativity that I think doesn't get nearly as much uh, light shine on it, which is quitting and starting again. Yes. It's a key part of the creative yes. process. Without Absolutely. question. And that you got to give yourself a, a license to quit. It's okay to quit because yeah. creativity is channeling. It is trying to open doors. And if you're somehow in the wrong corridor, it's okay to say, I got to walk away from this. And then maybe you'll go back and see the door you never saw before. Yes. Well, but you know that because you, you're practiced and you've kind of mastered your craft. And I feel we have too. So that's why we have information to share with people who maybe are more timid, don't know the process as much. So if you pull a card and it says procrastination, it's sort of a signal for somebody to look at that in themselves. You know, how are they making excuses or how are they holding off? In case you're just joining us, we're talking with Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. And do you guys have a website? Uh, well, it's The Enchanted World is, is for everything. The Enchanted but, World. Right. Dot com. But AmyZerner.com, you'll see her art, her jewelry, the uh, clothes she sells at Bergdorf's, and Monty Farber, Monty with an E. You'll see whatever Michigas I happen to have. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to draw a card right now. Okay. I okay. found one. It's speaking A creativity to me. oracle. From a cre yes. Bridget that can Leroy either be what you need to hear in the moment or what you get. Happy accident. Fortunate accidents can act as guides to edit and be open to where you should go next. Now, what, that happens all the time to us. And once you, you know that, you utilize it. As a collage artist, I always have, oops, I just burned that. Well, it's meant to be and I'll... I'll cover, cover it, up. it up with this thing that makes it look better. And as a writer, you'll you'll write the wrong word, and it's like, wait a minute, that actually makes sense. Right, that's actually the right word. Yeah. Right. Yeah, All exactly. Right. And so I just uh, drew a card, and it's passion. Oh, good. Well, now, that's a big issue. Some people don't know what they're passionate about, or they haven't identified it. What, what, is it, what does it say on it? It will take passion for you to push through your self-criticism to get to a place of confidence. And for some reason, you have to hear that message now. Yeah, I mean, I we know don't take confident. it personally now. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. And and I'm a big believer that uh, through commitment comes faith. And so that through toiling, through the process itself, you have these revelatory moments yes. Yes. of, of uh, uh, things you can't 
explain logically that then make perfect sense. And well, keep in mind that this is not taught in any school. Yeah, it it right. should be taught in every school. Yeah, but schools are, aren't a place where you go to, to learn. learn how to think. They're <laughs> a place where you go to... Wait, to, are we talking... Is this Bizarro school? Show? No, no, well, I understand what he means. There's the school of life is where we where we learn more. Or the mystery school where we learn more esoteric and metaphysical things. Can I can I just go back? Because like you said at the beginning that Amy was initially, you know, your, your muse and Definitely. your inspiration, and I'm sure still is. And, you and there's a card have, for that. <laughs> there's a card for that. That's going to... I want a T-shirt that says it's, "There's a card for that, Monty Farber." Um, it's the ketuba in uh, Jewish. Yeah, right, right. But uh, you know, when you guys work together on something like this, do you, Monty, sometimes come up with an idea and then Amy creates the art for it, or is it all Amy? You were just pointing at her. You're like, she's the one. It's not true. Talk she, to no, her. We, we come out. Uh, we come up with it together, sort of, kind of, but. I have to do the writing, and she does the art. But you I get, usually get illustrate her art with my words. It's not the other way around. Okay. I don't say, here's the manuscript, you illustrate it. It's that very organic. Happening. I mean, it's sort of a seamless life. You know, we'll be having dinner, and I'll say, what about this? You know, an idea will come. Six months later, <laughs> I, I emerge from the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 all right, and what's up with the color purple? Why is it so uh, magical? Just in case you don't know, Amy Zerner has always had purple hair makes it easy to identify her when she's wearing a mask well no no but it's 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 a it's a it's a spiritual, spiritual color, color. Well, why is that i think i just you know that's my color you have your color you aquarians love blue cobalt blue is an aquarian <laughs> color well you libras love different kinds of blues in ancient days it was the hardest color to come up with so right. it was the royal color only the kings or the queens used you to you know wear. color is energy so there, there's certain colors that resonate with us that we're drawn to that we need you know, like food. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly about purple, there was that moment where it was an, a, a silkworm in Africa, in the east coast of Africa, that, um, no, am I wrong? No, we're, we're, no, no, she and I are, Amy she's, and I are both shaking She's just our envisioning heads. worms in her hair. No, we just, no, it's because we both love you, and I know no, this no, is but, like but, the but Alex Sockler School of Knowledge. That, well, the reason why it was a royal color was because to cultivate it was so hard initially. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know and, that. And no, that it no. also then uh, created the trade routes because there was such a need for it. And then when it finally became kind of more... Uh, uh, popular, it's because they had figured out other ways to kind of cultivate it. Right, I'm sure that's, that's true. I don't know. But also, but the pur purple is kind of your your inner wisdom, isn't it? I mean, right. It's one in of the, in the chakra, chakra system, yes. that that's considered the crown intuitive, chakra. Intuitive, right? The intuitive uh, chakra, right? And you guys are certainly intuitive. Yes. So, but it's, it's other, all about kindness and and talent and being one with yourself. You know that. It's really not hard. <laughs> right, right. You know, everybody should start where they are, enjoy their creativity, enjoy their life, because it goes by quickly. Well, I also think the more creative you are, the more you can come up with solutions for, uh, for instance, the time that we live in. Uh, you know, how are we going to make the best use of it? It's been, like you said, for artists, the lockdown, we get to be more creative because that's our embryonic fluid. Yeah, but, but that also, I think, goes to a very another important part of creativity that, that doesn't necessarily get uh, acknowledged a lot, which is restrictions are so important when it comes to creativity. Yes. That's why haikus are amazing when, when they hit you in a way. Because here's this, here are these rules, here's this restriction. Now figure out how to make your statement in that. Yes, which it's goes like back Twitter. to what you were saying about the script. <laughs> also with publishing, you know, we it's a collaborative medium, you know, so we're given an assignment or hopefully we get to do what we want to do and we've been lucky that way. But yeah, within it's it's a challenge 
we like challenges to fulfill this, this project that you're given. We should probably take a, one more break, but when we come back, I want to hear about the Goddesses show, a little bit more about the Creativity Oracle, and what you guys have coming up, because I'm, I know that you have quite a few publications coming up in the next 12 months or so. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. You're listening to us on 88.3 WLIWFM, and now is a good time to make a donation to your listener-supported radio. We'll be right back. And we're back, Sundays on the East End, with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Hoffman. We're talking with Amy Zerner and Monty Farber in this magical studio, surrounded by Amy's incredible tapestries, which uh, really uh, honor the sacred feminine in so many different ways. And your new creativity oracle is, again, uh, all of your art and Monty's words. Did you create a piece of art for every card in that deck? What is it, seven? 80 it's cards? 80 cards. We just kept adding. We had to have this in it. We have to have that in it. A lot of them are details from some of my larger tapestries, which, you know, are filled with fairies and <laughs> fairyland and details. So it kind of takes you in closer to to look at. Because when you read a card, things jump out at you, whether it's a bird or a butterfly or a color. That's what and, you start getting better at. The show that you're going you're, you're, going to be in with Audrey. What, what, let's talk about that. Yes, please. I'm and so we, we excited. Have Audrey on the so show the too. MM Fine Art in Southampton. Is that um, Peter, Peter Marcel? Yes. Peter yeah, Marcel okay. and it opens and on McCormick. October 3rd to 18th with uh, our dear friend Audrey Flack who's a fantastic artist and has always worked with the, the symbols of the divine feminine and fe female deities and I have too since the 70s so it's sort of the first time we're having a two-person show together. I'm not trying to bring it to like all about Bridget but obviously I've known you forever <laughs> yes. and I posed for Audrey for three months for the Queen Catherine of Braganza. I, I, I was the, the body model for that, and it was when I started seeing Eric. So she was the very first person I said, I think, really? I'm, I think I'm falling for this I didn't guy know while that. I was That's in amazing. her studio. And you're opening on my birthday. That's so. right. We're very yeah. connected. But uh, it's not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not all about well, me. October, th October 3rd is your, is your birthday. Yeah. I, how many times have I told you that over the years, Monty? Jeez. At least once a year. At least I know you're a <laughs> But not on mic for the NPR. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. And how did anyway. the show come together? Yeah. Spontaneously, like most of our things. Uh, well, Audrey's yeah. always been a supporter of Amy's she work. Bought she bought some one of, of her first, first pieces, yeah. a big one. And uh, she was very supportive of Amy. And, and uh, she was Amy's cheerleader. Uh, Amy won the National Endowment of the Arts Award because of Audrey's encouragement. Wow. And Audrey's work is so much about goddesses and uh, weird objects like uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, with it, like guns in the hair. And yes. you know, we, I think we have a Medusa of hers. And well, she's in every major like museum around the world. Right. One of her pieces just sold for over a million dollars. I mean, one that she just made. So she's right. been sort of a mentor. And, and, and I she, think she's, uh, she's also... Um, in her 90s now, right? She's uh, 80, 89. 89. 89. Oh, sorry, Audrey. <laughs> she was one of she was, an inspiration of role models. Yeah, she was the first woman in in Jansen's history of art, and she helped Marie Marie Cassatt get into Jansen's right. history. Right, and so of again, art. creating amazing. significant work well yes. into her career. Oh, and yeah. and, and, and a hell of a banjo player. Yeah, so she's showing yes, she new is. work. <laughs> yes, she's showing new work in the show, which is exciting, and I yeah. am too. It's a museum-quality show that's coming to the East End. So that's M.M. Fine Art, Goddesses, Amy Zerner, and Audrey Flax. Uh, opening October 3rd. On, I didn't say Flax. I meant Flack and <laughs> opening it's on opening. Bridget's birthday. Yes, on Bridget's birthday. We planned it that way. Of course you did. Yeah. It's all about me. Um, anyway, so tell us 
what some of the other projects are that you have coming up? Well, we have Mindful Astrology coming out in the spring. Which I should be finished with tonight. It, it's all about... <laughs> well, that's assuming that there will be a spring. There Aww. will be a spring. Oh, oh, I'm not saying things astrologically. Uh, things won't probably get back to normal, at least till next spring. Yeah. 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 So... And, and, and that it. also assumes that normal is a thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, normal is buffet. We've yeah, just established you... buffet <laughs> yeah. as, as buffet. normal. But you guys, I'm thinking about some of your other recent works, like the astrology and wellness. I mean, yes. and, and you guys have, have, a, have a cookbook out. The yes. Seasons. Yes. Yes, Signs and Seasons. Signs we and have seasons. an astrology cookbook. And so what and are some good of the cookbook. other... So what have you not explored? Like, well, well, so <laughs> well, let's, well, let's, well, let's not... Dad, let's not dash past the cookbook. What's a recipe that's in the cookbook that we can all try? Chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> They're really good. What sign good. is that? Do you remember? Well, you just that's made Scorpio. That. Scorpio loves chocolate. Just made that amazing soup with pistachios. Yeah, our favorite summer soup is cucumbers, pistachios, mm. arugula, feta cheese, and it's so good. You just puree it all together. They're pretty easy, most of the recipes, and they kind of are seasonal because astrology really is, you know, goes around the seasons. So and where Amy can did it. For, she worked on, uh, with Chef John Okus, who's a private chef. Uh, they worked for two years on this. I love that book. I actually, that's that's it's, one of my favorites. And I, I love all your stuff. But that no, one no, no, really, it's a really you. good cookbook. And it's beautiful. And it teaches you Thank a little you. astrology. Yeah, yeah. And I also love the things that, like, what was it? The cat, the one with your mom? Scheherazade's cat. Scheherazade's cat. Yes. I love that. I read that to my kids. Yes, we all, we collaborated with my mother also. We all lived together. It was a lot of fun. You learn a lot living with an older person. Now we're older people, but we don't want anyone <laughs> living with them. <laughs> Oh, we're talking with Amy Zerner and Monty Farber and the enchanted world of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. What are some um, encouragements or affirmations? Like, Monty, I know you did the book Quantum Affirmations. What, yeah. what are some affirmations that you can well, offer to our Well, our favorite master affirmation, you say to yourself, I have all... That I have all that I need to get what I want. You just say that and a lot of stuff melts away. Because in a way it's true, but you have to find out how it's true. It kind of puts you in the moment and to kind of appreciate everything uh, that you that's do beautiful. have. I just actually had a, a wave of warmth when you said yes. it. It does. It, it, the reason I know that it works is because that's how it affects me. I, yeah. I, maybe I'm just a, applying myself to too many things, but I say it a lot. I have all that I need to get what I want because most of us are anxious, especially at a time when we all got, you know, sandbagged with, uh, with COVID. Uh, but things are going to get better. It's just... We have to get through this time. Our book, Astrology for Wellness, has all kinds of tips and techniques about breathing for each sign, different yoga postures, different uh, oils. Way, and ways to get to sleep. Mm, I need that. All the important things, but they're really easy kind of things. So I think now when we all need more grounding to kind of grapple with our fear and anxiety, simple breathing techniques do so much. And, and where can you get this book? Anywhere. I mean, Barnes & Noble and Amazon and okay, our so website. It's out, it's out in the world. Oh, yes. yeah. We have our own shelf at every Barnes & Noble. We, the top shelf in the spirituality section is, or bay, as we call it in the trade, in the spirituality <laughs> bay. It, it's supposed to be all our books. Well, unfortunately, we're at the mercy of stock clerks, so they usually end up getting all over the place. But we have a distribution deal with uh, 
uh, Barnes and Noble. And Eric and I went to some like Buddhist monastery way up in the <laughs> mountains of Vermont, like impossible to get to. And they had this tiny little <laughs> store and I walk in and there's Amy and Monte's Buddha beads. Like, yes. right. Um, I was like, nice. I took a picture and sent it to you guys. Yeah, I think I was like, look what I just found. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, it's been so great having you guys. And, you know, it's Labor Day. It's Get to work, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys are doing some some um, publicity for this, like on Facebook and different stuff yeah. like that. Yes, if they follow uh, Monty Farber, Amy Zern, we're always doing Facebook Lives, and we have a new Zoom cast called it's, Ask the Oracles, where people can we'll do readings live for them. We do it for, and we had 140 people from all around the world. It was amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. We, we, it's, no, it's not NPR. <laughs> That's right. Donate NPR to this NPR. Because it's the best. Oh, but our well, thank books, you. Our books fit nicely in that tote bag that you're talking about. Boat bag. A boat bag, Amy. Boat bag. It's a boat bag. It's a goat bag. It is. Or, bag. or a groat bag if you like to eat oats. I mean, we could just go totally Dr. Seuss on this. Nobody needs the creativity oracle here. <laughs> anyway, we have been talking with Amy Cerner and Monty Farber about their new creativity oracle and a whole bunch of other things, including Amy's upcoming show with Audrey Flack at MM Fine Art in Southampton, opening on October 3rd. Alec, do you have any last thoughts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You always have last I, thoughts. I, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed the listen, uh, and I hope everybody is enjoying uh, their Labor Day weekend. Um, and, you know, here, here's what I would say is that creativity does exist in all of us, and uh, connections can be made if we open up our minds and allow uh, messages to be heard that we may not uh, here when our egos get in the way. That's kind of a thing I'm thinking about. I also think just in general, guys, everybody wear your mask, socially distance, support the post office. Be conscious right now and be part of maybe a new reckoning and, and building a better future for all of us. Uh, everybody have a, a good and safe rest of the weekend and uh, be well and stay well. <laughs>